Welcome to this week's podcast. It's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode where we will be uh, discussing authenticity in our relationship between each other, with ourselves, and also with our audiences. Yep. It was inspired a bit by a famous couple who presented themselves as a beacon, as a great example of a successful marriage, and then they decided to get divorced and told everybody, and it felt like a bit of a sham, and so that came up in our conversation this morning. Yeah, when, when I was looking to like start this podcast, they were one of the people like I listened to, because I wanted to know like what are they sharing? How is their relationship? You know, their relationship seemed um, like the one of the best relationship you can look at, you know? Yeah. Here's the other thing. When you told me that, one of the things that came up for me is that we look and say like, oh, this is a great example of a great relationship. And there's a little bit of a problem in that because then we're also looking outside for something that's a little bit better or something that works perfectly or whatever. And that's not the way life is, right? Like anytime, it's like this whole thing we've talked about this before about like leveling up, you know, it's like yeah. as soon as you figured out one section of your life or whatever, and you're like, oh, I got this, then you got to figure out the next step. Right. It's got you, you, you're going to be challenged. And so I think one of the bigger issues is not that in this case, like Dave and Rachel Hollis, who presented themselves as, hey, you know, we, we've got this great relationship, come to our, you know, our, to our events, come to our big conferences, spend hundreds or thousands I of was, dollars. I have to say, though, before we even keep going, is like, I was like, yes, I looked at them as the, you know, as the couple with like a successful business and a successful podcast. I also understood that she has a lot of privilege. You know, they're not just a regular couple. They're white and they're wealthy. So... Mm. Yes, I looked up to her, and I also knew, like, I don't have that kind of privilege. Yeah, but but I get that. But the thing is, is that, to me, one of the bigger things that came up when, when people felt like they were duped or whatever is, first of all, we're looking for answers, right? People are like, oh, I'm going to go to this RISE conference, and I'm going to get the answer to how to have a better relationship or how to have a successful business or whatever. And I think that that's just the searching for that is the first part of the problem, which is that... There is no like magic bullet. First of all, if they had figured it out, then you can't necessarily go and say, you know what, we're going to replicate what this other person did and therefore we're going to be able to also have a successful marriage. It's the first thing, you know, is yeah. that no, it doesn't really work like that. And, and so in some ways when you're going for there and then you find out, oh wait, that was just a sham or that was a, you know, there was a facade, which I don't think it is. And we'll get to that. I'll get to that in a minute. I don't think it's a facade, but people who feel that way have felt duped is like, well, you were going there for the wrong thing. Like, do you go there for the answers or do you go there for insight? Insight is great. I want insight. But don't tell me that if, if you're going for the answer and you find out that it is not the answer that you're going to be disappointed, like, they're human beings too. And, you know, they're not, this is not like, you know, Gandhi and Mother Teresa here, right? They're just two people who are normal people in the world figuring out their lives like the rest of us. True. But there's also like people felt like she just presented like the things that I'm doing, the date nights, the working together, like everything that she was offering seemed to be working. You know, I think like what people are complaining about is like there wasn't like we're struggling, mm. you know, and I think when we were talking this morning is like, do we share when we're struggling? 
you know, and some days it's like we could be struggling in the morning and we're not struggling in the evening, you know, so we spend a lot of time together and like in that, like a lot of, in just a span of one day, there's a lot of like things that happen. So I don't know. I just feel like she could have shared that. And I think for me, what's important is like with this podcast is like, what do we share and what do we not share? You know, because I also don't believe in sharing everything because sometimes you need like I need to process things before I share them. Totally. You know, but I can't be recording a podcast every week and just forgetting the difficult moments and just remembering like the good times. Right. And I think that right, and I think that's actually probably some of the, the challenge uh, and why people probably felt really duped is that is that what what happens is that they're saying, hey, our relationship is great because we've figured out all these things as opposed to our relationship is great, even though it's really, really, really freaking hard, you know, or that even though we go through spells or periods of deep, deep challenge. And to me, like, I got to even say, like, I don't know if divorce is a failure. You know, is it a failure of that particular relationship? You could argue that. Yeah. Is it a personal failure in your life? Absolutely not. Because you grow and you change. That would be like saying, you know what? I committed to this career and I decided after 10 years or 20 years, I don't love that career anymore. I'm going to shift. Are you now all of a sudden like a liar? No, you're not. Because we grow and we shift and we change. I think the thing is, is that when it's presented in a way that things are good because it's not bad or or whatever is the problem. It's good because we're human beings, because we love each other and love can also be really complicated as human beings. So in terms of like us and sharing authentically so that this podcast like remains a place where people can get insight, especially interracial couples, is like, how do we do that? Like, how do we process and still share with our audience authentically about what's going on That's in our relationship? The, I think it's easy. Like straight to camera everything is perfect we have the most amazing perfect relationship and if you want to know how to just live in total bliss just show up every week and we will impart that and just by showing up and listening and watching it will just emanate from us and you will be able to pull it in you are so pathetic (laughs) did you just forget that we have fights like every single morning oh (laughs) (laughs) we don't have fights almost every single morning that's totally not fair Okay, the last couple of weeks have been hard. They have been hard. Yeah, they've been, ch- well, yeah, um, they have been. A little, well, it's been, it's been, it's not that they've been hard, it's that they've had moments of real challenge, you know, and some of it was external, you know, and actually you ha- have been, can I mention your keto diet? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, absolutely not? Absolutely not. Okay. Like, I just don't, like, okay. it's a... It's something that I'm trying okay. and I'm processing. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't talk about that. Not okay. today. Then I will, uh, I will come back and tell you guys if it worked or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but there have been a few times in the last week or so where I felt that you were being uh, short and attacking with me. And my defense in that, mm-hmm. so as to not like react or be hurt too much, was to basically just like, you know, say, I'm not going to engage when you said something that was hurtful. But then the problem was that I started to realize that now I'm not engaging in the loving ways too, right? I'm just like withholding myself. Let me just tell you, when you do that, it's really painful for me. 
Because what happens is like I say something, like when I'm going through a hard time, it's like I will say something shitty. And once or twice, it's happened once or twice. You are like Gandhi and don't respond. But I'm actually not. I'm like I'm like Gandhi on the outside, and on the inside, I'm like. You know, I'm like Genghis Khan. Because <laughs> I see it on your face too. No, my face goes totally like I'm Zen. I'm like, I put on the Zen mask so that underneath I can be like, oh my gosh, she's so, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, okay, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then rather than really addressing it, I want to lie to myself. And you could say, what's wrong? And I might say, everything's okay. No, normally what you say, you know, like, what, I'm, I'm like, what's wrong? It's like, you know, it, it's not always about you. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's if it's but not about I you. But I know it's about me. <laughs> no, it's not always about you. <laughs> Most of the time when you have that face, it's about me. No. Yes. Okay. Um, or it's since, since or it's being projected towards me. It's, it's at some point going to be projected towards me. I beg to differ. <laughs> um, beg to differ all you yeah. want, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm glad, you know, and that's possible. It's possible that you know me better than I know myself and you know what I'm going through better than I know what I'm going through. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't really even know, as you said, like, what am I going through? So if I'm going to share what I'm going through, am I clear about what I'm going through yet? You know, I want to be able to articulate it. And, you know, actually you had a friend who said to me, uh, at one point we were talking about being honest and she said, the problem is that we think that speaking whatever is on our mind at this moment is honesty. But it's not necessarily true. You might be feeling like, you know what? I just, I don't feel any love for you today. You know, why do I need to say that? You know, it could just be that like, I'm going through something and I've got to figure it out so that I know what I'm going through, you know? But does it have a time frame? Like, I just kind of felt like I listened to their podcast for three years and that was like, never came up. I think that's what most women felt like to about this podcast. It's mm-hmm. like in a span of three years, nothing was said about the struggle in the relationship, you know? And that's totally, and I think that's totally fair because, you know, it's, but if anybody who, which I agree, I'm not Mm -hmm. disagreeing with that, um, you know, because that is what they were presenting. And there is the sense that if you're going to tell us honestly what you're going through, you have to be honest about it. If your premise is that I'm giving you like my experience, but you're leaving out a huge part that is deceptive. The other side, though, is that anybody who's showing up thinking that I'm going somewhere else for the answers, that's another problem because relationships are just so not black and white, pardon the pun. You know, it is, it's, you can have black and white at the same time. One thing can be true and the opposite thing can be true at the same time in areas of life that are really important. It's just, yeah, I love my job and my job drives me crazy. I love my wife and my wife drives me crazy. For example, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, so, but anyways, kind of going back to what your friend had said is that, you know, we, yeah, we have this idea of like, oh, whatever I think and I say is, is honesty, but honesty is not necessarily that because part of that honesty is I have to figure it out. But going back to, to this issue is you can also say that. And after three years, you know, why hasn't it come up that, yeah, you know what, this isn't always easy because isn't it so much nicer to also know that the best relationships in the world, the best marriages in the world are also challenging. Yeah. Like I thought, like, I think we, like we have a really good relationship and it's not always great, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think like the moments that we have, we are going through a struggle makes our relationship not great. Right. I think that's a really important distinction. So 
we can still struggle and I we we still struggle, you know, and we still have a good relationship, you yeah. know. So I think maybe if they had come out and said that, you know, because I'm sure they had struggled, but also the people like who are listening to this, like what would make us and everyone else who feel like duped by it that they were not struggling? Yeah. Like it feels like we have you have to be so naive to to think that. Because they're just, you know, they're two human beings figuring it out and two human beings who coexist together are going to have issues. Right. And it takes me back to kind of a lot of the work that I do when I'm, when I'm working with creatives, uh, you know, because being in the creative career, you like life is just challenging, right? You, I'm making a movie and things are great. And then I don't make a movie for a while or there's no income, these different things. And those are challenges. And I think when we look back on our lives and we're struggling, what happens is we feel like, oh, I'm a failure because things aren't going well. And so we look to heroes in order to emulate. But when we look at the hero to emulate, what we're doing is we're actually going to the moment when they've already become a hero. So when you go to read about like Nelson Mandela, for example, in general, you think, oh, he became like the president of South Africa and he changed the world and all this stuff. But Nelson Mandela was a, like a teenager struggling in apartheid South Africa. And then he became in his twenties and he just, he made a ton of mistakes and he messed up, right? And he got married and his marriage fell apart and he spent 30 years in jail but when you think of like Nelson Mandela, you think of this great world leader. You don't think of this guy who made a ton of mistakes, whose marriage failed, who spent 20 some years in prison, you know? And, you know, and so when people are come to look for who can I emulate, we wanna say, oh, I'm looking for the hero, the person I can look up to. And the person that you're looking up to is also a human being who has a ton of mistakes, but we don't want to look at that stuff. No, and I've become really careful about like when I'm looking for business advice, especially now that I'm starting a business and it's really hard. And I just hear all these people talking about like how amazing it is. And I run a social enterprise and I absolutely love what I do. I love the kind of work that we're doing. The, but on an everyday basis, if you are close to me, you'd probably say, I don't like what I do. Because there are days where I'm just complaining how hard it is, you know? And days where I have no idea what to do or what next step to take, you know? So, but when I figured it out and then I'm talking about it, like the days when I'm just so excited about Ecodunia and the impact that we're making. So it just depends. Yeah. And those two things coexist at the same time. And I think that's so, so vital. You know, and when we can see that, you know, there's like, is life only worth living? Is a relationship only worth living for the good times? You know, or for when things are going smooth and easy, when you know, like, you know, if I put in X number of hours or weeks or months, I get a vacation. And therefore, like, you know, so like this thing of like, you know, that we have to have these good things in order for it to be worth it. And I just think that that's a really challenging way to, to be in life. It's a challenging way to be in a relationship, you know, because now like, yeah, and our relationship is the challenge. That's, to me, though, I think is also one of the things that I love about life, about relationships, about the career that I chose, is that like every day is a challenge. And I'll say, just even, you know, the last week uh, has been really hard. I've felt like no inspiration. I'm the guy who likes to say, hey, you know what? Get up and write every day. Do it no matter what. All these, whatever your dream is, you know, show up and do it no matter what. And I'm like, yesterday I sat there writing and I, I'm, I spent, you know, two hours 
and I just didn't get very much done and it's just not very good and now I don't know what I'm doing and I've been working on it and I'm shifting how I want to approach it and I have to actually be fully okay and even appreciate the fact that right now my creative juices are just blah. I've got nothing, but I have to keep going anyways, you know, and actually find a way to appreciate the fact that I am miserable, <laughs> you know, as opposed to just saying, okay, I just have to endure this so that I can get to this better time because those times will come and these times will be there. Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks ago and your daughter was struggling and she asked us, like, do you have advice on what to do? <laughs> and my advice to her was like, yeah, I have some advice is do some yoga, work out, meditate, and then you're going to feel better. And then you're going to feel not good again. You know, you're going to struggle again. It's just part of life. I think people think, I, I used to think, I don't know if people think that, but I used to sometimes think like, if I did these things, you know, if I woke up when I said I was going to wake up, if I went on a run, if I ate well, if I did all these things, like, then I'm not going to fall into that deep end depression. And now I've just come to realize, like, I do all those things and the sad moments still come. Yeah. It's just what life brings. Like me working out, me doing yoga, me doing all those things that people are like, do this, do this, do this. And your life is going to be magical. It's just like, yeah. yeah, it is magical when I'm doing all those things, but there are sometimes those things like don't work. So kind of coming back though, like at what point does withholding something become dishonesty? Because, you know, like there are times we talked about earlier where you feel like I'm going through something. I'm like, you know, there have been a couple of times, more than a couple, where we've had a blow up or a challenge. And I think like, oh, I don't know if this thing's going to work out. I don't know if I'll be able to do this for the rest of my really? life. It's true. Like I've had that where, you know, and see, look, and I didn't tell you about it. Now, was that withholding <laughs> or no, I did tell you about it. I have told you about that. Right. I'm like, and I, I don't do it as much anymore, but early on when we had a big thing, I'm like, oh my God, it's not going to work. And pretty much that doesn't happen nearly as often when we have like a bigger blowout. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're just going to get through this like everything. But even in the last couple of weeks, there was this moment of just like, Oh my God, can we do this? But now, of course, I don't share that. Yeah. But I don't know if that's withholding or if that's just me saying, like, that's just a part of, I can just tell you. I do that sometimes, you know? And then at what point does that, you know, does that withholding become lying? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. At what point? Maybe when you know, like, for certain, like, it's not coming from anger or, like, reaction that I don't want to do this anymore. Like, you know when you don't. Like, I complain about like my business. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard, but I know I'm not quitting. But maybe if I knew for sure, like I can wake up and do this again and I was withholding, then that actually is dishonest, mm. you know? So I think like there's reaction and there's knowing. And I think we all do know when. I don't think we all do. You I, don't? No, not at all. I think I you can like get to like you know, where you can get to, like, I'm really frustrated in my job or I'm really frustrated in like, I go back to like my first marriage. Like I'm really frustrated in this, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. When I look back, I was like, Oh, I, there was, there were a lot of signposts and things that I didn't see, Okay. you know, and I, and I could say that I was like lying, but to in yourself? some ways that's what I was going to say. Okay. Really it was almost more to myself or trying to convince myself or, you know, it's like, 
I'm gonna make another sports analogy. If you're down by 20 points in with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, you know, you can you have to have this belief like I can still win this game, otherwise you give up. The reality is from the outside, and when you might look back afterwards and you still got your butt kicked, you can say, I had no way of winning that game. But if you don't say I still have a chance, then you might as did, well just say, you know, for the last 10 minutes, we're going to sit out or we're going to forfeit this did game. Did you feel like you had you still had a chance to the last minute? Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely, you know, and in almost everything that I do, when I do it like but, that. So you that's felt my, like you, you still had a chance, but you still went ahead and filed for divorce? Oh, well, then, no, at that point, that was once that was once that happened, that was over. But up until it was like up until the moment I really knew for sure. Like, there's no turning back. But there were many, many moments leading up up to that. I mean, we were together for 19 years, something like that. So leading up to that, up to that actual moment, like, I can look back and say, oh, there were many, many times where it was clearly over. Okay. But yet I kept still fighting like, like I was, you know, like I was a... You know, like I was a quarterback in a in a football game, and I was down by an insurmountable amount, but I played as though I still had a chance. Yeah, and then when it's done, and when you got a divorce, didn't you feel like I did absolutely everything I could, hundred percent, to save my marriage, and it didn't work? hundred percent. Okay. But that's but that's still different because all the way up through, someone you could easily go back and say, like. You were doubting this for a long time, yet you stayed in it. You were lying. You were lying to yourself or you were lying to your wife? I don't think so. I think as long as you're honest about like, I am going to give this a chance. You know, sometimes what to other people seems like lying to yourself is just like hopes and dreams. You know, so even like you give an example of Nelson Mandela, someone could have looked at him and said like, you're totally lying to yourself. Right. Cashing your chips. You're going to die in that prison. Yeah, Yeah. So... I think like sometimes we all need to lie to ourselves in order to achieve something. Yes. Right. You know, but so. then, but then at what point is that a lying? And as what point is that like really staying motivated or keeping your eye on the goal, knowing that sometimes you don't get to your goals. And yeah. that's what, that's my point. Like even when we go back to like this Dave and Rachel Hollis thing, or we go back to this stuff in a relationship, at what point does it become I'm withholding or I'm lying? And at what point is it, you know, I'm so committed that even though I'm down, by an insurmountable amount with not enough time left to win this game, I'm still going to show up and fight to the very, very end. I think, I think you just named, you, I think you just named it, is just like speaking about it. Like, I am going to win. I, I, I probably have no chance of winning this game, but I'm, I keep trying. And I think what they missed was to tell people like, we are almost losing this game. But we are doing everything that we can to make sure that we win. Yeah. I think that's what they missed. I, which, while I agree with that, I also want to say that I fully and 100% believe that at the same time, you can actually have a really great marriage that you feel really committed to and you're working really hard for, and it feels really good. Hmm. While at the same time, you're like, you know, you can, I feel like there are times, yes, at the same time, you feel like, I'm winning this game, I'm doing it, I'm coming back, and you know, I don't even need to like address the negative because I know I'm gonna win this game. Mm. While at the same time, you're like, you're just totally getting your butt kicked. And I think those two things can and I think that's what's so hard for everyone to understand, including my I don't know if I can cognitively like I might be able to understand it in my brain and speak it. But is it like in my cells? Is it in my true deep understanding that at the same time I can feel like I'm winning and I'm doing it all while at the same time 
also feel like I'm totally getting my butt kicked. And then I just like, which one am I going to focus on? I so want to focus on the one My question is for like to learn from like that experience is like, are we just going to keep trying? And then like over a period of a month, we're like, we're done. Like a month. Come on. I'm going to give this more than a month, a bad month. <laughs> okay. We have a really good relationship yeah. and we struggle. Do we avoid the struggle and like not talk about it and just show people and our friends like we have this amazing relationship or like I want to be able to like yes I have a good relationship and also at the same time I don't want to show like it's perfect yeah well it's definitely not and I think that's okay and when I think back there was a period of time during our podcast while we were recording where we had about three or four episodes in a row where two of them were like where I felt like there was negativity that was almost like dripping through the microphone. Uh-huh. And then a couple of times I'm like, really, every time we're going to show up. And it also happened on podcast day where like we just woke up and it was just <laughs> like, Ugh. you know, I'm like, oh, is this basically going to become the dysfunctional relationship podcast <laughs> as opposed to the interracial relationship podcast? And I had to wonder that, you know, and I was like, oh, I don't want to like every time someone shows up to be like, I don't want to listen to this. These people are Debbie Downers. <laughs> And, but I, I want to be authentic about it. Like being in an interracial relationship is not so easy. Well, being like, in any being, relationship is yeah, not so easy. But also like the added part about being in an interracial relationship is not so easy. So I don't want to come here and I pretend like everything is just so rosy. It's not. And the only thing I would say to that is that the rosiness in more places comes when we can actually say, you know what, our challenges are like when we go to the gym. When we go to the gym, Bosco makes us lift weights until we like cannot do one more weight. And it's, and then we like walk home or, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm sore. I wake up the next day and it hurts. But yeah, we still show up every day for it because we actually appreciate the, the positive impact of the pain of lifting weights that are too heavy. And in that way, I think too, in a relationship, the shift is that Whatever we're going through and these challenges, we can either be like, oh, this is really too bad. Or we can be like, yeah, it's kind of like going and getting our butts kicked at the gym. You know, if we keep doing it, we actually get stronger. And therefore, the benefits of the struggle far, far, far outweigh the fact that we're sore in the morning. Yeah, true. So I think like, I don't know, like my commitment to, to our relationship and to like this podcast is to show up authentically um, where I am on that specific day or maybe that specific week. Um, but also like also acknowledging that some things I'm not going to share on the podcast. I need, I'm still processing them. Right. You know? In the same way that if I'm feeling like whatever we're feeling is that sometimes we say, you know what, let me sleep on it before <laughs> to see if it's really true. Or if I'm just having a crappy day and I'm going to say, I feel whatever, or you or my blaming of you is like, maybe it's just me and I need you to know, sleep on it. There was one time I read that book. I think you read it too. It's like 13 things mentally strong Strong. people do not do. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like just reacting and calling friends to talk about everything that's difficult. So I used to have this thing because I drove a lot. Like they don't, mentally strong people don't do that. Correct. So I used to drive a lot. And if I was, something was bothering me, I would just call my friends on the drive and just talk about it. You know, or, like or vent. Verbally vomit all over their ear. Correct. Yeah. And I was like, I thought of, after I read that book, I was like, it's really not fair for my friends. You know, that I'm just calling 
and venting and ruining their day. Just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean like you should have a bad day. My friends should have a bad day. I was like, why don't I just first sit with what I'm going through? And it's what I've been doing. Like if I'm having a hard day, I don't necessarily call my, my best friend and vent. You know, I sit with it. And then if I decide I still need to vent, I call her and I ask. And I think it's even appropriate to ask the other person, do you have, can you, can I vent? You know, like ask for permission yeah. before you start venting on like someone, yeah. because sometimes it's just going to feel like it's just being dumped on you. And so even that, I think it goes to like our listener. Like, I don't want to be dumping stuff on our listeners Right. All the time. And I think that's just a nice way to kind of bring that around is that, yeah, is this balance, right? Between like what just honesty is just not necessarily so cut and dry is that there's just we're human beings and many things can coexist at the same time within us. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I guess for people like me who follow Rachel Hollis and Dave, it's like just they're human beings people make mistakes like you don't actually know what's go we really don't know what's going on yeah you know yeah and of course we you really can't know what's going on if nobody shares it so i think when we have a commitment to share while also being respectful of what you know what is okay to share between us and our own you know where we are at it but then also being respectful of making sure that we show up with authenticity um, and not putting on some perfect face yeah but i have a really perfect face pretty close to it anyway <laughs> i don't mind looking at it every day well anyway thanks for uh joining us for this week's podcast on it's not all black and white my name is sarah i'm black i'm matthew i'm white this is the interracial couple podcast and we'll see you next week see you next week